Okay, let's try this again. My Skype dropped totally out. So, just before I pray it's in, I am going to have everybody say hello first. That is what Spirit is guiding me to today. So, I'm going to take us all interactive. I'm going to invite you to self-mute if it's necessary, depending on your noise in your background. And so, let's start with the West Coast saying hello. Carla in Portland. Hey, Carla. And uh, let's go to, well, pretty much everybody else is on the East Coast, so there you go. <laughs> How about it? Uh, Linda in Erie, Pennsylvania. Hey, Linda. Hi, Jennifer. <laughs> Angela here in Rhode Island. Hi, everybody. Hey, Angela. Lori in Wilmington, North Carolina. Hi, everyone. Hey, Lori. Hey, Jennifer. Elizabeth, would you like to say hello? Yeah, I'm trying not to cough. Hi, everybody. Love you. <laughs> hey. Hey. All right. So let's take a breath of love and gratitude together. Open our heart and open our minds to the highest possibility of love. So grateful and so thankful to open ourselves to an unprecedented flow of divine wisdom, insight, clarity, healing, freedom, true joy. So grateful and so thankful to open ourselves to the unprecedented, the unlimited. So grateful to know for each of us that we are here representing our creator, sharing the benefits with all. So grateful to dedicate our conversation to being truly helpful and to living a life of pure love and joy. So grateful to shed that which no longer serves our life of love and to stand in the fullness of peace, the peace that passes human understanding. We are grateful and thankful to claim our goodness here and now. Truly, we are grateful. We allow it to be. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Yeah. So... I don't know how my sound quality is. Can anybody give me a, a read on that? I've got a fountain in the background here, and uh, kind of no way to escape it. Go ahead, Linda. I just said it's not bad. Oh, good. Nice. I can hear the fountain, but it's, yeah, 
It's okay. Yeah, it's not disturbing. Mm. Right. That's a very loud fountain on my end, but I've got a good headset. <laughs> Thank you both. So, this is your time, your questions. Who's got a question? Who's got something they'd like to share or bring up to the group or to me? I'm just grateful that I figured out the Dropbox thing. <laughs> it was really oh, actually yeah. easy. Yeah. Once you figure it out, it's easy. And if anybody yeah. would like help with that, Angela can help. So I'm curious if you do, like for for sending in your stuff. Yes, it's just um, one of the nice things about having a Dropbox folder. It's a free service, and it's basically like having a filing cabinet in the sky. And if you you know, it's a, a cloud system to upload files. And uh, with Dropbox, they give you two free gigabytes with the hope that you'll want more and be hungry for storage space. Uh, but you can put things in there and delete them. And so you, one of the nice things about it, too, is if you have some larger files that you want to uh, get off your compu computer, you want to hide things from your loved ones. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> hide your porno. Um no, if you like to also share larger files, because files larger than you can email. You know, these days I know my phone will take file a photograph that will be 12 uh, megabytes. And uh, some email servers have a little bit of trouble with a file that size. Most can handle it these days. But um, so you can upload... You know, let's say if you've got an audio recording that's 20 megabytes, 50 megabytes, you can upload them to your Dropbox folder, and uh, then you can share the link with somebody. So it can be a nice way to um, share larger files. So that's one of the things. And if you put all your uh, evaluation forms into a Dropbox folder, one of the nice things can be for you is you have them all in one place if you ever want to go back to them. I don't know that many people would like to go back to them, but it's also easier for me than receiving a whole bunch of emails. It's just they're all in one place. If they're all in Dropbox. But you don't have to. Uh, if you'd like to, that would be helpful, but it's not necessary uh, to put everything you've already sent me into Dropbox. So I'm just learning more efficient ways as I go. It's always happening for me. And technologies and systems change. Um, so as I figure them out, I share them with you. And um, for those of you who are perhaps a little more computer savvy, one of the things I particularly like about Dropbox is Dropbox has an app that you can install in your computer. So um, you can uh, just add things e even more easily from your computer using the app. And you can have also dual storage. So you can have it in a folder in your computer, and it will sync to Dropbox. 
So if you're if you happen to be someone who's sharing a lot of files with other people, that can be really helpful, as it is for me, sharing files with the staff. So, so it's again, it's a free account. You can have up to two gigabytes storage with uh, all your counseling forms. You won't use up two gigabytes. And um, if it feels a little challenging, don't don't worry about it. And also, Angela can uh, can help you. Well, this is actually helpful because I was just thinking about this because I finally I hadn't done anything for a while on all my steps, <laughs> and I finally spent like two, <laughs> two or three days and got. So I was just thinking. Oh, I should ask that, but I don't have to. Yeah, so one of the nice things about Dropbox, too, is you can drag and drop things if, if you like to do that. So. Well, I and my Dropbox, my Dropbox account is uh, email jennifer at jenniferhadley.com, not the MLC email. So if you send... Because you'll share share the files with me. Share them with that email, please. You were going to say something, Carla? I was going to say I just um, got Skype on my computer finally uh, this week, nice. and I was thinking, all right, we're like moving forward, and it was not net. It was really. It's like so many things. I I make them bigger, and then it was it was not. It was not. It just was not. And yeah. Yeah. I used to be afraid of accounting software. When they first invented it. Oh, I do have a question about the Dropbox. When we share it with you, do you want us to share it so you can read it only or so that you can read and edit? I won't edit, so just okay. reading. Okay. I just didn't know if you would, like, be asked comments to any of them. Right. Anybody having any any challenges or anything with uh, working with a particular client or um this is Angela. I'd like to try to ask a question <laughs> um, i I only hesitate because I practiced it and it didn't um didn't work so well, but I guess I'll just do my best to express my experience um with my own healing happening simultaneously, you know, all the time, and definitely yeah. clients coming to me with issues that are so extremely helpful to me to explore yeah. and 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 hold in the light and pray about. Um, there is this sense for me, like I had a friend who was in a lot of physical pain, and she had surgery, and she's going through a lot. And um, I can sense, I could sense her overwhelm, and uh, mm -hmm. I could sense that she, without being a course student and not really, I didn't know the entry point per se, but I did ask what her deepest heart's desire was, 
in general, and it was, you know, to be compassionate and kind. And um, it's so amazing because I feel that as I continue, I see that, like you shared in the radio show, you know, that story you tell about giving your life to God and giving away all your riches, really. And, you know, and the guy was like, well, wait, I'll keep my one credit card. It'll be great, you know. (laughs) Um, that story you tell that if you hold something, you know, that's not, not the deal, actually. And for my life, I see the things that I'm being asked to let go of so I can gain the kingdom, you know. And I can, I don't know how to describe this very well, but it's just that as I'm learning that it's an all-in process to have the, the real peace, I almost get like, I want to tell the clients, like, just go for it, guys. (laughs) Seriously, it'll be faster. Your body isn't real, you know, and I don't, I don't want to give it to them in a shocking way. But it's, it's almost like as my clarity unfolds, um, I have to continuously listen to spirit of what part is helpful to share. Because I have this overwhelming sense of wanting to give them everything I know <laughs> and everything yeah. that I've learned yeah. and I guess that's my point is it's even it's even expanding more for me and it's it's quite amazing mm-hmm. indeed yes well one thing that I've experienced is that Every client really is there to help me as well as I'm supporting them. Because remember, yeah. we're one with each other. Yep. And so uh, the biggest thing that we all come with is this sense of separation, that these things are happening to me, not by me. Mm-hmm. And wanting to um, either feel like a failure, blame myself, or blame someone else. Those are primary issues. Also feeling great confusion and uh, and feeling unworthy, of course. Uh, and as we go along, we uh, find that people bring us different issues. So I tend to get uh, uh, the issue of a, a lot of people who are interested in connecting with God and feeling connected. I get a lot of people who are wanting to know what the most helpful spiritual practice is. Uh, And I also get a lot of forgiveness. Um, And so all things that I've been working with a lot and also always relevant relevant in my own life. Mm -hmm. And... I have learned, and you know, to a certain degree, Gary Renard has been my teacher in this, because I've 
um, heard Gary speak many times. I've done many things with him. And he he goes right for the big, you know, the heavyweight stuff. Mm-hmm. That's his path. His path is to start with, it's a dream, folks. It's a dream. Mm-hmm. You're dreaming you're awake, but you're not, you know. Um, and so one of the things that I do, uh, I find that I do, just like with every prayer, so if you think of the prayer, okay, the G-O-D-S prayer, there's gratitude in there. So that's one thing that, that uh, mm. you can include in every session with a client is gratitude. What are they grateful for? What's good? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because so a lot of clients will start with, particularly when I started out, a little bit less so now because... Uh, I think some some people don't want to feel like uh, they're so transparent. They might even fear that I might judge them some because they're judging themselves for being less spiritual because they're harboring such intense resentment. So they're more likely to be more transparent sometimes with um, someone they just met or they don't have a lot of admiration for yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that that is the case as I move along. People are uh, not not always wanting to be completely transparent with me. But then once we get into the session, you know, they realize, oh, I could have a healing here. Let's just go for it. Um, but to have that gratitude in there, and then also this the the offering stage of the prayer, so the surrender of what it is that they they're they're willing to give up. You know, what are they willing to give up mm-hmm. in order to have the healing, which is more directly towards what you're talking about, Angela. You know, so what do you have to give up to have the healing? It's that thing of you're standing at the gates of heaven, and, uh, you know, it's kind of like in a movie or a dream. And uh, the gate, you know, you have to be able to uh, move through the gate. But if you're holding on to this big thing, like, oh, you, you, you really love your car. You want to take your car. <clears throat> into heaven. Well, the gate's not big enough for your car. So are you going to stand outside of heaven because you can't bring your gate, I mean your car or your house or your horse or your whole family? Are you going to wait for them? What, what's going to happen? Are you going to have faith that if you step into heaven, all your needs will be met and everyone else will be listed too? Uh, you have to take that on faith until you're, you know it. Mm-hmm. So um, pretty much anyone that we're going to be doing counseling with is still developing their faith. I'm still developing my faith. There's no question of that. And uh, I see it every single day, oh, this is happening because I don't have 100% faith. That's why this is happening. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm holding on to something. So it's preventing me from walking through the gate. And, you know, the simplest things can prevent us from walking through the door, uh, really. You know, it's like, oh, I've got to have my morning coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't just sit down and meditate. i got to have my morning coffee. I have to go through my little rituals. I have to do these things. You know, I have to 
we've all got stuff like that that we would rather hold on to than go empty-handed through the gate. So we can remind ourselves all the time of that. And as the more aware that we are, and this is this is really critical to understand here, the more we know it and live it, the more we can communicate it without people's resistance. Mm. Yes. Which is part of why I tell that story of my experience with Venerable, where I had been praying and praying and praying and praying and praying for years. And then in that experience where I'd had extra spiritual practice for several weeks, uh, or 10 days or a week or whatever it was, and um, was doing that group work with Venerable and many of her longtime most dedicated students. And in that moment, I asked that question, well, don't we, we, we don't want to energize anything. We don't want to see made manifest, right? We don't want to speak, speak about it. And she said, you know, yes, you don't want to use your words to energize anything that you do not wish to bring is your experience and see made manifest. And in that moment, I had such a healing, and I felt it viscerally wash through me. But then it was up to me to continue to live that way. And But in that moment that I asked her, I already knew the answer, but mm-hmm. I didn't know it in the same way. But my willingness combined with hers... I was willing in that moment to hold nothing to prevent me from entering into heaven. And I made a shift. I still have to remember it every day. I, I still find my, my mind goes to some complaint. My my mind is an extremely critical mind. It's just extremely critical. I God has gifted me with noticing everything. Like that table is just a little bit crooked. Those chairs don't quite line up. Uh, you know, all oh, that that hair is out of place. And is it going to bother me? Is am I going to see it as something wrong, or is it just perfect, perfect love expressing as it is? my choice in every moment. So it has its advantages, too, because I can see amidst, you know, hellfire and brimstone, I can see perfect creation and beauty if I choose to. And I can see that perfect drop of perfection that will become the focus of my attention that the rest of it doesn't matter. I have that ability I can I can go either way with it, you know. So you could take something that seems ugly and make that your whole view, or something that's beautiful and make that your whole view. Um, so working with a client, this is I mean this is the thing that you all find as you work with clients, as you step into teaching. If you do, but of course working one on one is teaching too. That. The more you really know something, the more you really live it, you really live it, and it's joyful for you to live it, you can say it to a client and they'll go, oh, yeah, oh, my God, 
God, I've heard people say that 10,000 times, but I never got it till you just said it. Because they're hearing it in the presence of someone who knows it and is living it, and they're hearing it in that moment where there's the two or more who are gathered. And it's the same experience that Jesus had when people would say, thank you for my healing, and he'd say, why thank me? Your faith is what made you whole. It's the same thing. Being in the presence of someone who who knows or someone who's walking that. Because um, that was the thing that I started to have more and more of as I moved along as a teacher. People would say, I've heard that 10,000 times, but I never understood it till right this moment. But it's also really important to understand that when people are saying that to you, it's not because you're special. It's simply because mm-hmm. you've given yourself the gift of remembering the truth. And... Uh, Yeah, that's why people could have attained enlightenment so easily sitting next to Buddha. So, and then there's that, you know, that surrender. Are you willing to stop trying to make it happen with the client? So there's also in the God's Prayer, so there's offering, the declaration, and then the share. You know, sharing the benefits with everyone. So some people want to keep everything for themselves. Don't want to share because they are mad at people. You know, are you willing to share the benefits with everyone? You know, it's the the thing of thou anointest me, lays the table in the presence of my enemies. You know, the perceived enemies. And then we share it with them because we're one with them. So you can ask them these kinds of questions and and moving through those stages, or you don't have to move through them necessarily sequentially, but uh, having them as part of your session, which they naturally become a part of the session, which is why I've never taught, like, do go through these stages. Because I, I wouldn't want you to have a rigid form to it but uh, it's it's really about spirit guiding you to the perfect way to say it to the person because you know what Angela I've had people sitting in front of me who have had no spiritual classes whatsoever they come referred by a friend who is a spiritual student. They have no teaching at all on spirituality. And and then I've had people who have had years of training, practitioners, ministers, who in theory know that they can't feel relief until they release the judgment. They're not willing to release it. Not willing. Absolutely. No, not willing yet. No. I still want to blame them. Okay. Are you no, willing can to? I say something? Yeah. Sure. Okay. 
I'm sorry. I mean, I thought you were done. So, um, my I have an experience on this. I think that what I what I how I take it is that I I once was I when hearing from Angela and you know striving or whatever if it's letting the the highest and best come through and she's interesting. I, I really get that. Right. So, but I have. I just want to share an experience. So, that I had at least two sessions with with clients that it seemed I I could I felt in the session I am not reaching. <laughs> I'm not doing something. I'm not. I'm not offering. I felt like I wasn't being helpful. I wasn't being helpful at all. And then. It's amazing. It is like amazing how if I just let that go and just offer that up, it's like this session just it's interesting. One time I, I said, I know I'm not I feel like I'm helping you. I mean, it's just interesting that somehow the session turns around and what seems so unhelpful one minute is like exactly what the client needs to System. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Now let me ask you. Um, that's that's beautifully observed, Carla. And let me ask you. In the moment, if you're telling the client, "I don't feel like I'm helping you," mm-hmm. what would be the what would be the value of telling that to the client? I don't know if I say it exactly that way. Um, I just, I think I, one time, let me think. Um, one time, I, I, what happened was the focus was going on the other person. And I said, you know, I, I, I can't help. I, I'm not, a, my expertise, my focus is on ourselves and, you know, I just know that I turned it around to being what I can do. What can I do? This is what I'm. This is what I'm really focused on, and what I can help with, right? And because they're wanting me to one, they're wanting me to. They're focusing on the other person. It was my actually in the sense I got pulled out up from where my focus was, and so but I didn't. I didn't blame them or anything. I took full responsibility for it, but. I said, I, I don't think, you know, I just said what I could do. I think what I did is I said what I could do. And then uh, it was it was like that was what they needed somehow. Um, <laughs> I guess so, it would be helpful if I recorded it, but I, I, I just noticed. So what I think I, I'm hearing here, Carla, is, in the session, the client was talking a lot about another person. Mm-hmm. So that's a very common thing that someone will come in <coughs> and they'll say, you know, my mother this, 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 and this, and this, and my mother she doesn't understand, and my mother that, so my mother says this, my mother does that, and then she wants this, and she wants that, and my mother, my mother, my mother, my mother, my mother, my mother, my mother. On and on and on, and all they want to do is just offload 
their thoughts, their feelings, their observations about the mother. And in that, they're, they're, by their viewpoint, they're telling you how they feel and how they're looking at things. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they're not directly talking about themselves. It's indirect. But for some people, that's going to be how they learn to feel comfortable. Is by talking about other people, places, and things. And remember how in the training I said that, particularly in the beginning when I started doing counseling, uh, the clients would come and they would talk for an hour, an hour, maybe 50 minutes, nonstop, practically. And then they'd say, so what do you think? And I learned to just let them talk and to observe and learn from what they were saying and, and to be very mindful of what they're saying, too. And so then I can say to them, ask them questions based on what they've shared and bring the questions to, okay, so you said uh, that your your mother uh, – is criticizing all the time and complaining all the time and judging all the time and that it really, really disturbs you. Is that correct? Uh, This is the thing that's really just, it's really, really bothering you. Yes, that's it. That's it. She just goes on and on and on and on and on. And then to say, okay, what is it really that bothers you about that? I mean, I already know. I already know because it's the same thing that bothers everybody else. You know, so it's that particularly for a spiritual student, they know the power of the thought and the word, and so they're disturbed that their their mother is ruining her life by thinking that way, and they have an aversion to it at that point in their life because they're trying to cleanse their mind of criticizing, judging, and complaining. A very common thing that happens with people that people bring to a session. So, but, but just because I already know, that doesn't matter. It's about helping them to know why it bothers them. So then establishing, okay, so let's really understand what is it that's happening here. What are you, is it, are you feeling angry? Yes, I'm feeling angry. Okay. So uh, what do you think is underneath that anger? You know, what, what is driving the anger? What are you really angry about? Well, I just I see that she's driving people away. I'm afraid she's going to be alone. And, you know, what if she, you know, gets cancer because she's so negative? And then they start to say, oh, okay, so you're actually afraid. Yes, yes, I'm really, I'm afraid. And you can say, you know, so you can work it that way without uh, having to really force them to talk about themselves directly. You're you're asking them the questions the way a really, really loving, long-time friend who already can cut through all the surface conversation. But it, it is about asking them questions to help them discover. So... I, I just find that that can be 
the most helpful way, with, especially with a new client. It's very different. If you've got someone who, who you've already done 10 sessions with, you can go right to, you can even interrupt them and say, I'm just going to interrupt you because you've told me all this before. I want to give you the most benefit for your time. Is that okay? Can I, do you mind if I interrupt you? Most people will be like, sure, go for it. Thank you. Appreciate that. Most people. Some people won't. They'll be like, uh, you're, you, uh, you just took me, my rhythm is gone. I need, I, the only way I can warm up is I got to tell you all this stuff. And, uh, and that's true. Some people are that way. Um, and, uh, and some people need to say things three and four times before they, they themselves can hear themselves. And it can really feel sometimes like you already told me that like 40 times. You tell me that every session four times. Like I can't believe you tell me that again. But it's what they need to do, it's what their personality needs to do in that moment. And uh, but there are times when you can interrupt a client and say you've told me you've told me all this before. So what I what I remember from what you said before is this this and this. So well. What what would you like to talk about now? You know, or we can jump ahead to, to help them. So it's a, and if you really, if, it, if you're doing it not because you're bored or it's tiresome or you think they should, but really because you'd like to help facilitate them, they'll feel that love. So that's the thing. We become more skillful at asking the questions. Um, you know, at this point in my my counseling career, I do a lot of sessions that are 30 minutes where people want to get to it really fast. So uh, it's a different style. But when I used to do an hour and 90 minutes, which is really – it's it's so wonderful to have that length of time to go really deep with someone. Then you can really ask a lot of questions to help them understand how they feel. Because everybody has different ability to understand and articulate things. And uh, sometimes the direct questions are great, but sometimes it'll throw a person off balance. So not that you did anything wrong, Carla, but just to use that, what your experience to share more about it. Oh, is there a question? Is there a question? Am I asking you a question? Yeah, is that what you said? What did you say? I said, well, I just said a lot. <laughs> yeah, I got, yeah, well, I think I'm caught up in something, but I want to make sure Angela got her, her question answered before I say anything else. Yes, I feel, I feel complete. Thank you. I feel very, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm listening now. Thank you. Okay. So I guess what this is triggering me is, is doubt, because I, um, 
is, I'm not doing a ton of sessions right now, and mostly what I'm doing are trades, and um, something sadness come up for this. I don't, because I think what I'm telling myself is that I'm I'm fine with with. With the counselors, which are very open, people when we're doing trades, I usually am doing the other counselors. They're like so willing to be for the healing to come. They're like extreme. In fact, even the people who aren't counselors, that has been all my clients so far. That um, I've only had I think two or three outs. Well, you count friends and stuff, but outside of, of, of like the trading. And um and I think when I'm here when I'm when I hear what you say, I'm taking as I don't know what I'm taking as but like a like I'm not doing it right or something because I have had that doubt already. I'm like I'm not sure I'm I'm being helpful because I how I work a lot I don't really <laughs> not recorded here I don't get a whole full sense of it it's like I'm not really there but I am and um but I feel like people get all pumped up by our our, our session and I'm wondering what what's I, I don't know if it's a zigo or if it's I'm being Hold something that's valuable that I shouldn't look at and investigate. And I don't know how to do that either. <laughs> and that's it. Like, I'm like, people often are done with the session with me with feeling excited and more energized. And um, I'm wondering if, if that's, if I'm not helping them in the sense of what you just spoke about, for them to discover for themselves what what's helpful to them is I'm actually pushing on them, not pushing, but um, I don't know what's the word. And uh, the word that comes to me is inflating or energizing, but I don't know if those are accurate here. That for what I'm excited, you know, I'm I'm excited about growing and learning, you know, about um, discovering stuff. I'm becoming excited about that. And so I'm not sure that they are. <laughs> but I think they're, um, uh, I think they're, um, my excitement is bleeding over. Is that, a, do you understand what I'm even saying? I'm just curious. Yeah, I do. I, so what I hear you saying, Carla, is that in sessions, that you're finding that sometimes you're more excited about the experience, the results, the healing, the benefits than your clients. And A, that may also be your personality. That, uh, uh, like for me and my personality, um, when I'm excited about something, I can be very quiet at times and be, you know, just vibrating very high, but be very quiet and not very enthusiastic, you know, not, uh, 
And then other times, you know, I can be shouting, you know, woohoo, as you all know. So it, 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 uh, it often too, when, uh, for me, when I, I mean, I've had so many conversations with people on the phone that were healing conversations, especially when I first started out, that literally after I would get off the phone, I would drop to my knees and just weep. I felt so grateful because I had the opportunity to have a helpful conversation with someone. That they trusted me, that they were willing, that we came together in willingness, that I had anything to offer them at all. I would literally just fall to my knees and weep. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Now, that that you could call it enthusiasm, excitement, gratitude, it absolutely 100% had to do mostly with me celebrating my willingness, my clearing away the obstructions to be able to see clearly. And so some of your excitement is just the thrill of being able to be in a loving conversational embrace with someone, the thrill of being able to be really present with someone. You're doing sessions with the other spiritual counselors and trainings. These, I would venture to say, are people that you love, who love you. And the, the thrill can come from being in that space of being in, in that love, and it's so uplifting and, um, and such a deep, intimate connection. And also where you live alone, you know, so it's a, it's a real highlight based mm-hmm. on what you've shared with us, you know. So um, all of that is coming into play, and that's wonderful. That's wonderful. It's interesting, you know, I started out by telling you that you can't do anything wrong, that spirit turns it around, and I started saying, I think I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> so it's really interesting to me how mm. um, how the ego can really, it, it can slide in so easily. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm grateful for that, that opportunity. To yeah, that. The, Thank you. The challenge is, and I know you've all heard me say this many times, when you're trying to figure it out versus allowing yourself to be led by spirit. That's when the challenge comes. Mm-hmm. And that's why I have to offer it up. And I just, and something changes. But, yeah, I mean, I still, hmm. I'll, I'll just let that go. I'll just let that go. I don't know. Hmm. Anybody else? I just wanted to say how much I learn through listening to you um, during class, uh, especially with the MLC class, Lori in San Francisco, because Mm. she triggers me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And 
I can, like, my judgments just fly into my brain <laughs> when mm-hmm. she's sometimes. And it is so healing and... Um, like expanding my awareness of the not just the judgments that come up when she is speaking but in the possibility of other people that um, for whatever reason I can have that kind of reaction to like my Mm -hmm. sarcastic ego mind wants to you know jump in and go really you know (laughs) Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just, it's so, um, I learned so much listening to you speaking with her when she's speaking during class. What do you learn? I learn patience. Um, mm-hmm. I learn how to be kind without um, allowing somebody else to run the show um, mm-hmm. and take over. Um, I learn how to laugh at myself and my ego thoughts as they come up. Um, mm-hmm. And I I learn, you know, how, the different styles of the different potential clients that I can have. Mm-hmm. And how that would be, yeah. you know, a helpful skill to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, when I first started out, I had so many clients like that. Mm-hmm. And there was always at least one person in every workshop, in every class, who would who would actively dominate Mm -hmm. like that with the same kind of patterns in their mind. Mm. And it taught me a lot. Mm -hmm. And the number one thing it taught me was this is my teaching opportunity, how I respond to this person, how I support this person, how I love this person, how I have compassion for this person is going to teach more than anything I could say with my words. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I've shared this before. I don't know if I shared it with this group, but um, I, I I had a study group online or on the phone, actually, for four years before I started doing the Living of Course in Miracles classes, and then I stopped. Um, and uh, And I just would discuss whatever it was I felt like for like 10 or 15 minutes, and then I'd open it to whatever anybody or whatever spirit guided me to, and then I'd open it up to whatever anybody else would like to share. And uh, there were many people who had similar kinds of uh, ways of sharing, speaking, and thinking. And uh, there were times when the conversation would be so challenging. Mm -hmm. I could feel how much the people were listening with, you know, that I could feel people hanging up and going, I just can't take another minute of this, you know. Yeah. And other and other people just, you know, I could feel them thinking, shut them 
up, Jennifer, for God's sake, shut them up. Mm-hmm. Do not let them speak anymore. Oh, my God, this is unbearable. I would just mm-hmm. feel all of that, you know, sense all of that. And um, and I would just keep following spirit, following spirit, following spirit, and learning myself, you know, how to just completely be at peace and not judge it at all. It was a great healing for me. And um, afterwards, I would get emails from a few people who would just be like, you know, I learned what compassion means today. I, I, I mean, I thought I knew what it meant, but today I, I, now I know. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to reach through that phone and grab that person by the throat and shake them, you know. Or, mm-hmm. And I, you, you, were, you demonstrated what true compassion is. And now I have an understanding that I never had before, and I want to thank you for that. You know, I was so wanted to hang up. I so wanted to hang up and not listen to them anymore. And uh, I see that in Masterful Living, you know. Yeah. And uh, I, every year there are some people that I know when I'm assigning the prayer partner, I'm like, well, this person is either going to help them live the answer prayer or they're going to <laughs> run the other way. We'll see what happens, you know. Yeah. And... um Yeah, and that's why I don't just sh- shut the person down because, you know, they just because they're not aware of mm-hmm. the the what they're actually doing and saying and things like that. But, yeah. you know, there I, are times like when Lori was standing in line at the store and she got to the <laughs> cash register yeah. and said, hold on a minute, you know. Uh, I, I wasn't going to hold on. No, I wasn't going to do that. Even when she says, oh, I'm I'm standing in line at the store. I'm sorry. I hope it's not too noisy. You know, I, uh, I, I my personality was tempted to say, let's talk another time, Laurie, when you can really be focused. Right. Because there's a lot of other people in this class. And we, but Spirit was like, nope. Don't do that. Yeah. And then when she said, hold on a minute, at the cash register, I was like, oh, that's why Spirit wanted to get to that point. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Yep, I just feel like um, her and um, Carl from Sacred Circle have taught me <laughs> so much about patience this year. Yeah. I feel like I have, because I... I love listening to them. I've learned so much mm-hmm. listening to them, even though, mm-hmm. like, for whatever reason, they push my buttons. <laughs> mm-hmm. That I that I feel like because I've I've learned that through listening to you, um, how you deal with them, that I've been able to be more compassionate. Um, with people, especially regarding the the uh, presidential election, you know, like I I know people that are voting for Donald Trump, and I love them. And even though that's not my choice of candidate, that doesn't mean that they're wrong or bad for for wanting to choose him for president. I just I just feel like I have learned so much about compassion from those two 
those two folks and how you um, deal with them when they're on the calls. So just thanks for that. Yeah. Well, and you notice one of the things about Carl is he doesn't uh, he can't he can't share he can't just get right to it. Right. <laughs> he can't. He he really that's not right now. That's not his ability. He has to feel that we're connected, that I'm understanding him, that I know the groundwork. You know, and I totally understand that because I've got some of that, you know. Mm -hmm. I've got some of that. Sometimes when I'm talking with Venerable, I can feel she's like, honey, you don't have to tell me the whole, you know, all of that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like you can just ask your question. You don't have to tell me the circumstances. Right. You know, but the circumstances is the relating part. And so... And, uh, yeah, so so that's, and he often tells the same thing over and over again. And, but he's getting less and less. He's getting faster. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as we, as he feels more and more comfortable and safe with me, he doesn't need to do that as much. Right. And also for logistics, I, now I will also, uh, he'll ask questions late in the game so in the in the hour so there's yeah. not as much time you know not as yeah. much expansive time so yeah it's all these things that we learn and um i i i i definitely learned in my experiences that uh, oh it's it's time that um the people who are confrontational help the group so much Mm-hmm. Because they give you an opportunity to really be loving and compassionate, and that's what's healing. Love is the healer yeah. for everyone. I, as I said, that's so so true that I'm really grateful to the people who challenge me most <laughs> because they're my my best teachers. I'm so yeah. grateful for that. Them. Yeah. What's going on? It's, it's, yeah. Anybody else have a something before we close out? Oh, I do. I just saw something. When you said before something about you can we can talk to you individually about that is that like some is that like I think what you said three times or something is is what's how does that work I think Lori asked about that and you said just tell you you need time is that how it works so everyone in the spiritual counseling program training uh, has three one-hour sessions with me as part of your requirement uh, to do three one-hour sessions with me. So uh, you can do those at your choosing. I see. Mm -hmm. So there are times when I don't have a lot of time on my calendar uh, and times when I do 
I use that uh, calendar where you can have the link to it. And if you'd ever like to have a session and there doesn't seem to be time in my calendar, like right now, I'm, uh, I'm, I've got my all the self-love retreat and different things related to that are starting in a couple of days. So I don't have a lot of time. Plus, right now, it's 8 o'clock in the morning here. So um, it might have to be later in the evening for you, Carla, or early in the morning for someone on the East Coast. So I just I was part of that, and then I just stayed with, I didn't know, and I just stayed with myself and kept talking to my, invoking the I Am Presence and communicating with that, and, and I think I'm fine. I just, um, at one point, I was not, <laughs> and I was sorry to ask for clarification. Mm. Thank you. All right, and I am going to include a special word of prayer here for Elizabeth and your oh, cough. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So we're taking this breath of love and gratitude, so grateful and so thankful to consciously attune to the higher Holy Spirit self and remember our true nature is perfection, it's wholeness. So grateful to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self for the purpose of remembering our perfection, our wholeness, our natural joy. So grateful and so thankful to allow ourselves to have healing, transformation. So grateful and so thankful to dedicate ourselves to being a loving, healing presence for ourselves and for everyone we come in contact with. What I know is that each of us is laying on the altar every and all obstructions to love, all illusions and delusions of obstructions to love. We lay them down. We offer them up. We are grateful and thankful to consciously declare that we are worthy of the healing we desire. What I know, especially for Elizabeth, is right where she is. The wholeness of God is revealing itself in every cell, fiber, and function of her being, her body temple. What I know is that God's very nature is wholeness, that there's nothing outside of God or in addition to God or separate from God. God's very nature is wholeness, and it is our nature to experience complete and total wholeness. God's perfection is total, and so is ours. This is what I know for each of us. And speaking this word for all of us, I claim and know everything that does not serve is dissolved and resolved permanently back to the root cause. Any appearance of illness, any appearance of lack or limitation, any appearance of distress or disturbance, we lay it on the altar. We give it away, and we are grateful and thankful to lay it down. So grateful to offload the burdens to the higher Holy Spirit self to claim our perfection and our wholeness. Blessing each of us, I give thanks. 
in gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Oh, I love you all so much. So wonderful to talk with you. And uh, I, I ask you and invite you to please uh, do extra practice and extra prayers, calling the violet flame day in and day out um, for America and for the world because uh, our, our government and our leaders need our support at this time and the American people too. Not that they need it, but... Remembering the truth, there's no there's no better gift we can share. God bless you. Vote everybody. Unvoted the week ago. Love you.